little babies? Yeah, on that last show. Because you were in a jail cell? No, that little red thing, the volume button, it must have in my bag. It went all the way down. I just noticed it when I was moving all the shit. All right, but you know what I'm talking about. Oh, I know what you're talking about, buddy. Yeah. Ray has no idea. But that little thing that plugs into my computer, the volume on it was like as low as it could be. Yeah, you got a couple pieces of equipment working there. Yeah. Got to check all the... I, so it's still, as long as we've been doing this stuff, it's just weird technology. I'm just not used to it. You got to check the cordy cords, baby. Got to check the cordy cords. I, 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 it's been a while since we had to check the cordy cords. Yeah, since we went to the Grant Roots. That was the last time we had to check the cordy cords. We got to do it on a live show. Well, tell bitch that's down there in the top left corner to, about that. Care to tell me about it? Yeah, let's go. Do a live I'm, show. Top right corner, by the way. Oh, you're top. Uh, right. Your top left corner. Top left. Yep. Raise on, raise on the bottom. Bill's on the bottom for me. How I never let him up top. <laughs> That's fine. I like you on the bottom. It just cements your your status as the bottom of the total pole of dumb. Hashtag nineteen eighteen. <laughs> never forget. Hashtag never forget. <laughs> never forget. Uh, welcome to the Super Mind Sports Show. Fat Tuesday, Celtics off season edition, June. 22nd. Welcome to the show. I was very salty on Friday when I was going heavy on your insults, Ray. Very salty. I drove two and a half hours home and I was very angry. Oh, those were good. Those are those are insults. What are you talking about? The text <laughs> message. Those are some good ones. I'd go back and look, but our text chain is ridiculously long. Going back to try and find anything in that is. Ray told me he never wanted to give me a Father's Day gift. <laughs> he never oh. res- he never responded after my couple insults. After that, though. Yeah, those were good. I uh, I thoroughly enjoyed those. <laughs> I was laughing pretty hard. Sometimes you're in the zone. Sometimes uh, I wish we were on the zone of the show because those play. All Billy Trashkin <laughs> w- was in the zone. Uh, you were in the zone on the Monday show that we just recorded because how many beasts did we have in that? About six? Uh, there was a one really good one, yeah, for a minute long. A well, minute? The, the yeah, it was, the like, after- it was like a fucking minute long. The after show, you just wished uh, death upon Jerry Remy live on air. So that place. <laughs> that place? Fuck yeah. that guy. <laughs> I hate Jerry Remy. I'm probably the only one in New England. That fucking... You know who doesn't hate Jerry Rimm? Well, I can't say that. Um, you know uh, where Death plays? Nope. Uh, do you know? Um, Just drink White Birch. White Birch Brewing <laughs> is the craft beer of choice on the Civil Minds Sports Show, even though you know uh, when Billy Rambles is with us because he has some type of fruity cocktail in front of him. Uh, the Hendrix and lemonade? Yeah, it's the uh, 75% whatever booze, mm. generally Hendrix, and then ice. Uh, but when The bottle's almost drinking, gone. It's just for color. <laughs> it's just for color. <laughs> we're not drinking that. We are drinking White Birch Brewing, uh, something a lot more interesting and Ray, is Ray's favorite Saturday uh, Saturday mornings. Mm. How, many you, how many of them do you have out on Sunday on the boat? Uh, a, ni- a nice Father's Day. Nothing, because Kelly works, so I had to uh, be very re- responsible. Oh, staying on responsible on Father's Day. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Day. She left you with the kids on your day? Preach, your, your day? Preach. She'll never hear this. Your so day? Yeah. <laughs> you need to work on Mother's Day the next year. I plan on it. Oh, good. Good. Pay that. And by work, Pay her back. Means- uh, drink. Maybe we'll do a live show next year on Mother's Ray, Day. I can, uh, I can make, I can make up some white, plumbing stuff, and we can drink one white birch. Damn it! At White Birch Brewing, 
Uh, and Nashville, New Hampshire, Ray, address, please. 460 Amherst Street. Good luck getting a word in this show, by the way. Yep. Um, <laughs> it's basketball. Uh, I'm going to take a nap. Again, they're on the good side of Amherst Street. So Very good side. Keep yep. that in mind. And if you can't get to the brewery, then uh, pick up at your local beer store, White Birch Brewing. Uh, tell them the Simple Minds boys sent you White Birch Brewing. Hold on. Let me pull up the email. Thanks, Bill. <laughs> Hey, they uh, came late. They came late. I did read them. They just came late. Of, so, of course, we're going to talk Celtics offseason. This is probably not where we would normally go, seeing as we're still in the conference championships of the NBA playoffs. However, Trader Brad, Trader Brad Stevens has uh, dropped a bomb on us or did on last Friday. And uh, it, it got us thinking and a little bit of too early type of talk for the Celtics off season. Uh, we talked a little bit of the Celt- of the Kemba trade on Monday, but let's just rehash a little bit. Um, Ray, the instant reaction to the Kemba trade, your thoughts on good, bad, and different. Uh, obviously coming back is Al Horford and Moses Brown uh, for Kemba Walker in the 16th overall pick in the 2021 NBA draft. Moved a bad contract that a max deal that a guy that has a bum knee, he's uh, in his thirties now, which probably doesn't have a long left, a uh, lot left in the tank. So yeah, I love this trade. Yeah. We got Al Horford back who bill thinks he's going to be a bench player, but still, if you can move that contract, I think that's the best thing that you could have done this off season. So far. you had, you had to move the contract. Yep. You didn't want to be here. You found a team stupid enough to dump a fairly similar bad contract just for less money. This is what you needed. We, we, you had no chance of getting a Dame Dollar, you know, Lillard or any of those Bradley Beals because he not was with a, that, yeah. not with that contract because if you're giving away Kemba to get a superstar, you're giving away Jalen Brown, you know, Marcus Smart, Robert Williams, those guys aren't getting it done. You know, if for Dame, Damian Lillard or 31-year-old point guard who I, I fucking love, you're not trading Jalen Brown and Kemba Walker. This is the only deal that you could have made. There's no other team that was giving you this. I know it cost a first round pick. I told, I told you yesterday in our Monday show that I did not like giving up the first round draft pick, but that's the cost of doing business to get rid of an albatross of a contrast and a contract. And this is what this is. This is like, he's the worst contract in the league. You had to do it. You know, I don't like the return. I don't like Al Horford. He's just a bench player, but he's $10 million cheaper or 9 million this year. And a fucking, 50% 50% guaranteed contract in year 2022. It sets up, Rich, you mentioned this a couple times in our text exchange that it, it sets up for the free agent year in 2022. You can chase a Bradley Beal. You could chase Carl. I think Anthony Towns is up in that year too. I mean, Bradley Beal's the guy that, they, they, you know, that, that all eyes are on and all. Uh, I have the list been for you later on. About because obviously of the relationship with Tatum, but yeah, look, this is a salary cap move that I think will have on court uh, repercussions. This Not only that rich year. real quick, it's it, it puts you in the first tier of the luxury tax, not the second tier. If you're in the second tier, then you pay like a hundred and what's a hundred and like 25% or 110% of 110. I think it is everything you're over. And it gives you a little more flexibility now to sign. I think you have a tax exemption exemption. You use your mid-level, but you have your like luxury tax exemption. I think it's like between three and five million somewhere in there. So it gives you a little more flexibility to add to the roster now because you can't sign a free agent. Yeah, you can't do shit this offseason. I don't. Well, we'll we'll get to the next moves here, but just in terms of Kemba uh, and everything coming back, I think Al Horford will be on this team this year. I don't think they'll be able to flip him right away, and they might not want to um, because I think he will be able to contribute um, in whatever form that is, whether it's twenty minutes a night. 10 points, 12 points, a couple boards. He's a defensive presence that you have not had down low since he a left. leader. 
He's and also he's, a leader. He's a professional. He's a leader. He has a good relationship with the Jays, and he can run your offense. He can actually run your offense that you mm-hmm. want to run with the high pick and roll and be able to distribute up top as a big man. Well, th- how do we know that? Well, you don't have a coach. Well, you don't have a coach yet. But but with Al Horford too, though, like he, you know, the athletic article we mentioned yesterday too is he he was holding guys accountable and guys were listening to him on the court. Whereas Marcus Smart was trying to hold the guys accountable and they fuck yourself, Marcus. You know what I mean? That that's (laughs) that's a great transition, Billy Rambles. But hold on, you're you're jumping ahead a little bit because I want to ask you this question. What does it say that this deal was the first deal made by Brad Stevens after Danny Ainge, after 18 years of Danny Ainge? And let me just say this, uh, after 18, 15, I think excellent years of Danny Ainge. After the Kemba Walker thing went to shit, Danny made some bad moves. No, it's Kyrie. Sorry, Kyrie Kyrie Irving. What did I say, Kemba Walker? After the Kyrie Irving went to shit, and we can blame a lot of that on Kyrie Irving, and I do. However, I don't think Danny recovered, and I think he was playing catch-up ever since then, and he got gun-shy, he got neutered, whatever you want to call it. But the 15 years prior, I think he was excellent. He was one of the best GMs in the league. He got you a championship, and he rebuilt you on the fly. And, and you and you have the most, you have the fourth most playoff wins since that uh, in the past 10 years, I think. Um, I forget what that stat is, but it's, you know, it's the Warriors, the Lakers, and whoever else, and you're fourth. You've been to the playoffs every year except for the, the first year of Brad Stevens' um, tenure. Uh, you've been to the Eastern Conference Finals four times. You competed with Isaiah Thomas as your best player. You competed with um, with rookies. So uh, let's just give a little bit of credit to Danny Ainge. Yes, he's been not great the last few years, making some bad moves. But Brad Stevens' first move, Ray, was to uh, jettison Kemba Walker after reported tensions in the locker room with Brad Stevens as a coach and disrespected from Danny Ainge as an executive trying to trade him after the bubble or on the, in the bubble, whatever you want to call it. Cause his knee was shit. Your thoughts. Uh, Danny didn't build a team that Brad wanted because that's what uh, this seems like to me that, you know, Brad probably wanted to move on from Kemba last year, but Danny couldn't make that trade happen like with Indiana. And also uh, Brad really hates Kemba Walker because he traded him to the NBA's version of Siberia, the Oklahoma city thunder. So therefore that was a big middle finger to Kemba Walker saying, see you later. You don't like me go fuck yourself in OKC. I wouldn't be surprised if they wave him. Oh, I would be I, either or trade him. They can eat, He's owed 73 by 70s. the trade deadline. I think after he, he might be even with build one year up left, your, build your resume him. up and go to a contender that needs a fucking point guard off the bench. I think so. I honestly, I think Kemba still has something left. Why? He couldn't get through four playoff games this year. They didn't play him in any back-to-back games, and he couldn't get through four. He has a degenerative knee at 31 years old. He relies on quickness and lift to to for his game. The dude is shot as a player. It wasn't about the system. What you you watched him play? He, all of his shots were short on the rim. He couldn't get by people at the rim, which is the only way he could finish because he's could six defend. feet tall. Nobody wants that guy for thirty six million dollars a year. Nobody, not a single guy. That he's not going to contribute on a contending team. Moving that deal was. This is why you had to give up the sixteen round pick and take Al Horford back because moving that deal was impossible. It's not going to get any better. It's not going to get any better. What if it's not a problem the, anymore? Sam Presti's problem. He has 19 draft picks in the next seven years, so I'm sure he's fine wasting a couple of years away with Kemba Walker there. Very quickly, though, doesn't the NBA, you have to have a certain amount of money on your books every year? 
Like you can't be under, like you can't just trade all your players away and have like a minimum amount of. There is a, there is a salary cap floor. Same thing. Yeah. So in the what NHL if, so what like if that, they, yeah. so OKC doesn't have any superstars. So what if they traded and said, all right, we'll keep this guy on the books for the next year. We'll pay half his that's shit how, or whatever. That's also how you get your 14 draft picks from now until 2026. Exactly. You can't keep a lot, the NBA, you have to match salaries. It's not like the NFL. You can't like withhold a lot of that salary. So Look, the guy. I don't think I don't see Kemba Walker moving from Oklahoma City. I see a more realistic him sending him, them sending him home, like they did Al Horford. So go rest your knee, Kemba. It's bad again. You might not see Kemba play ever again because of the wasteland Good. of Oklahoma uh, City. I I said it on yesterday's show. I mean, you. I think it's a win. It's a win to just ju- dump that contract. You we've we said. Yes. Gordon Hayward had the worst contract in the day. Uh, 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 I would rather have Gordon Hayward's contract than that fucking shitbag Kemba Walker and one knee. Kemba Walker. I don't know if he's a shitbag, but he definitely can't play anymore. Yeah, um, when I get drunk, my Boston shit comes out. I hear you. <laughs> yeah, Should have been there on the other Saturday when we did that. The um, uh, Kids come and play. You did the same thing. Chicka chicka suck my dick. 16th pick, Ray. You had some it, – you had some uh, – uh, strong thoughts. Look at how quick that Kendricks is going down now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I might have to make another one. I should have brought the bottle. Why don't you go do that while Ray and I have a conversation? No. <laughs> <laughs> Ray, uh, the 16th pick, you don't give a shit about giving up the 16th pick? No, it's nothing. Look at Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum were third uh, third, uh, third overall picks. They haven't amounted to anything. They haven't brought you a championship yet. What do you think a 16th pick is going to do? Nothing. Get rid of it. Fucking get whatever you can for them. I agree with you. Uh, the only thing I'll say is you probably could have done it for, for next year's pick with the way that um, Oklahoma City is stockpiling first rounds, but it's Brad's first rodeo. I don't know if he was trying to make a statement with the league that said, look, we're not, it's not Danny Ainge anymore. We're okay. That's exactly Technically what it was, yeah. losing, losing trades if, if that's what it takes to move contracts. We're here to deal. We're here to do things on the level. We're not going to bend you over a, a, a barrel for every move we make. So, yeah, I was okay with the 16th round pick, too. Also, you don't need another Romeo Langford and Aaron Neesmith on your team. You got two of those guys already. The Celtics look so, great already. You don't need more draft picks. And I think you're right, Ray, when you said that Danny didn't build Brad's team because he probably looked around and goes, what the fuck am I looking at? I got clones left and right of guys that can't play in the NBA, and you keep drafting them. What do you, what, what do you want me to do with these guys? What do you want me to do with them? Neesmith, Pritchard, last year. It's like, why Why do you keep drafting these guys? Get rid of these picks. Yeah, and he did say, uh, and this was ran on Boston Radio when they traded Tice, and a couple times after that, Who? He, Brad Stevens said, we're really small. Um, I was shocked that Tice got traded. Uh, we're really small. He kept making that emphasis. He That's our Kelly says a Ray every night. Fucking A. This, this has to be no no Hendrick Sundays anymore. He even said that in the preseason. I got off, I'm off tomorrow, baby. Oh, oh God. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. He even said in the preseason that the team's really small and they're going to have to I've been strike all weekend. With that said, the return of Al Horford is one thing, but the return of Moses Brown, who is a young seven foot two prospects who dropped 21 and 23 on your ass, Celtics fans. Um, is, is he something that we, that we should look at and be, you know, is he Robert, um, uh, Robert Williams insurance if they want to move him in a deal? Is he Al Horford insurance if they move a couple guys in the deal? You got four centers at this point. So thank God Tommy Eisen is dead because it would be, he would be the next coming of Bill Russell and get ready for Celtics fans to praise this guy as the next 
up and coming superstar. They called him the chief. They've already exactly. Oh yeah. Robert oh, Parrish. Robert Parrish. Oh, great, great. Thank God we have Brian Scalabrini making shit like that because I can't. I can't. Can I, can't. I, just I don't say, know. I, I don't know who this guy is. You great. You put up fucking big numbers against a shitty Celtics team who's notoriously bad for rebounding. Going back to fucking Garnett and Perkins, they can't rebound the fucking ball. You had well, one good six, game. Nice. You had one good game. Nice. Uh, I, yeah. I, well, look, you got bigger. You traded Kemba Walker, who is six feet tall, for two seven footers. So uh, they can't rebound the ball. They just picked up two guys who can rebound the ball. So, Bill, stop watching TV or texting. I'm sorry. You're doing. I'm, I'm sorry. Nardone your ass for not paying attention. Oh, you're gonna, hold on, you're gonna you're gonna let me lay down and beat me in the face with those titties. <laughs> if you don't shut the fuck up, yeah. I've always wanted that. I've always, uh, I asked her to the prom. <laughs> Ray, what do you think uh, uh, Jason and Jalen uh, think of this move? Uh, you haven't heard anything except for Tatum, who was on the golf course once the move was made, and he was very, he had four words to say about uh, Kemba Walker being traded. Uh, damn, my boy for life. So I don't know. I don't think he was very happy with the Kemba Walker trade, but was, who was that? Tatum? Tatum, yeah. No, Al Horford's his boy. He was very I, upset that Tatum uh, Walker got traded. Yeah, I just I don't know, man. Getting Al Horford back for him is huge because I think Al Horford was a mentor for him when he came in the league. You know, I mean, he Jason Tatum came in the league when Al, Al Horford was on the team. That's a veteran leader that I think he he listens to, and I think him and uh, Jalen Brown both were pretty ecstatic before. And you know what I mean? I just think yeah. those both those guys. I mean, I think it helps them more, and it's a veteran that these, uh, you know, young, young kids can lean on because the veteran they're trying to lean on Marcus smart. They, they fucking yuck. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They, they toned him out last year and probably two years ago with the Morris and Kyrie shit. Great segue, Bill. Can I just set all this up for you real quick without you? uh, Go text. Go on your phone. Go on your phone. Watch your baseball. I I, I put it down. I put it down. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me, let me give you this. So the athletic article that talked about Kemba, uh, dysfunctional relationship with Danny Ainge, the tension that was, you're still looking at your phone, you fucking bitch. I'm reading liar. the email. <laughs> All right, that's a lie. I'm not reading the email. No shit. Yeah, we know you're. Now I'm reading the email. Danny Ainge uh, had a bad relationship with Kem after trying to tra- trade him. Um, when Gordon Hayward left on the, out, on his way out the door, he told his buddy and his old mentor Brad Stevens that you do not have you don't have enough control over this locker room. You you need to uh, really uh, make a. Yeah, firm he told them what November, right? It was in November. He told them that. And Brad Stevens decided to do that with Kemba Walker uh, on his defense, thinking probably that a thirty-year-old veteran can handle me being a little tough on him with his defense. No, 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 not in this day's M- NBA. Uh, Kemba Walker took offense to that, probably because in that same article, it was noted that Marcus Smart was giving preferential preferential treatment as the longest tenured Celtics, which I think here's a little building conspiracy theory. I know. Get a life. Oh, get a life. Get a life loser. I think that Danny Ainge had a secret love affair for Marcus Smart, who was his first pick in this rebuild and loved Mark, loved himself. So Marcus Smart would also love that Chinese guy that would not move on from him for Vuce. Would not move on from, from him from Aaron Gordon. He wouldn't move on from him in this in this offseason in this uh, trade deadline to get a, a decent piece back. I think that all, a lot of that was stemming from Danny Ainge and Brad Stevens was trying to deal with it. I think Brad Stevens had tension with Danny Ainge. I think Danny Ainge lost his fucking grip on the entire organization. And that's where we stand today, which leads me to my question for Raymond. 
Should Brad Stevens be making more big deals before he has a head coach, or is he clearing out the shit that he knows is in that locker room because he was just there before he brings in a coach? He knows the cancer in the locker room, and he's getting rid of it for the next coach to become a Boston, a Boston Celtics head coach. So, yeah, I think Marcus Smart's the next one out, and Robert Williams. I think that's the next two you're going to see because those guys are just not what Brad Stevens ever wanted in the locker room. I disagree on uh, Robert Williams. Of course you I, do. You love Time Lord. No, let me finish. I, I've been reading a few articles. A lot of the beat writers saying now is the time to sign him. He's an injury-prone guy, but if you know the potential's there – Think about like the Gronk deal for the Patriots. You know what I mean? Like they, they, they got on his potential. They signed him on his potential, an injury prone guy. You can probably get him below market value. I think, you know, and a lot of the guys around the team think you can get him below market value. I, I don't think Robert Williams is a, is a guy that you're, you're probably looking to move, you know, and you, we just mentioned Moses Brown, Moses Brown, right. Or whatever. Yeah, Moses Brown. He he's Robert Williams insurance. Because Robert Williams is your starting center. Because the potential he showed when he was playing, I mean, you saw it in the playoffs. I, I get it. He got turf toe, which is a baby back bitch injury. Turf toe. But, like, he, you saw it. that You saw the potential, the growth that he had. If, if he could stay healthy, I mean, that's your starting center. So if you could lock him up now for cheap money, seven, ten million on a three-year deal, little bridge deal, that's a move you're probably going to make. I don't think you're going to move him. I, I, I really don't. I think if the guy that you're going to move, if Brad's really trying to clear, clear out the locker room, it's got to be a guy that's market smart because you, you look at they're, they're talking, uh, Brad's talking to Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum on the next coach of this team. He's talking to him. I think so. I think that the, that he's getting input or I think he knows their input from coaching him for several years on the Robert Williams, you sign him now because what Bill's saying is right. The potential's there, but the, the, but the, um, the trade potential's there too. If he think about Jameson Crowder had yep. the best contract in the NBA when he was five well, years, 35 million, the, the potential is there, but he has yet to really blossom. So you can get him on a cheaper deal. This was also the rationale with Marcus smart, by the way, that you signed him to a really tradable contract, quote unquote, but Danny's dick was so hard for him that they never ended up moving him. I can see a Robert Williams, the Celtics liking him, letting him try and progress in their system. But if a trade comes along and he's the guy that a team wants, see you later. In terms of Marcus Smart, he has to go. He has to go. We said it before last season. Jalen Brown is sick of this guy's shit. Everyone is. He's Marcus Smart is full of shit, and everyone can see through it. They think that he got preferential treatment for being the big brother in the Celtics organization. He probably did. For He's the longest tenured Celtic. You know, that's what... Get him out. The heart and soul of the Celtics is bullshit. That's wrong. Your heart and soul of your Celtics is, is Jason Tatum. And if he decides to leave, you're dead. Literally. How's that for an analogy? Rich, you so, know what's funny? This time last year, you and I were saying he should be the captain of the Celtics. And now we're a year later. We're like, fuck this guy. I hope he dies. Get him Marcus out of here. Smart? <laughs> yes. Before we, the last but, season, I said trade Marcus Smart. No, but we also said he could be the captain of the team. When he had that one game against Toronto in the in the bubble, and he and he won it, we said, "No, this guy's great." From then on out, uh, like you got to trademark smart. The other guy that I think you try to get off your books is Tristan Thompson. That's nine million dollars. That's your uh, mid level exception that you can go out and use again. Um, it takes you off the hard cap, or if you haven't already, I, with yep. the Kemba deal. Um, all these moves, Raymond, are all moves to get to twenty twenty two and open up space for the common name, and I think it's true, Brad Beal. 
because of Jason Tatum. I don't even know if Bradley, Bradley Beal, Jalen Brown, and Tatum work together, but if it keeps Tatum in your system, if it keeps I'm Tatum happy. in Boston, then that's what you do. And I'll make this last point because I know you got something to say that, you know, Tatum is playing in the Olympics. Beal's playing in Olympics. Kevin Durant is playing in the Olympics, by the way. And I know there's a lot of talk around town that Tatum's going to be lured somewhere else. He's got I think five years. Fact. Left. He's got five years left on a rookie max deal. That's he's too early. Nowhere. It's too early. If he had two years left, sure, we can talk about it. I think if anyone's going anywhere, it's Jalen Brown. I disagree. But again. my point of being, uh, my point of Jay Tatum uh, fighting his way out of town, he can't do that for uh, two years minimum, three years probably. So with Bradley Beal coming up on on his contract next season. That's the guy they're going to target. And I think all of these moves you're about to see is to open the space to go get him to keep Tatum happy. And if that means Jalen's got to go, then that means Jalen's got to go. And that's what I think they're thinking, Ray. Do you agree or would you have a different perspective? I don't know. This free agent class for 2022 is phenomenal. Uh, you got John go Wall, John Wall, James Harden, Russell, AD, Bradley Beal, Kemba Walker. Ew. Jim, Jimmy Butler and Kyrie Irving, all player options. Then you got Steph Curry, Chris Paul, and Kawhi Leonard all on uh, bird right deals. So that is a lot of guys. So I all think right, Bradley, go, through the, go through the list again and go through it slower because Bill's an asshole. Uh, well, agreed. Uh, John Wall, James Harden, <laughs> Russell Westbrook, Evan Durant, Bradley Beal, Campbell Walker, Jimmy Butler, and Kyrie Irving, all on player option deals which probably they'll all opt out because the salary cap's going to go up. So I feel like they'll all opt out to get more money. And then you got Steph Curry, Chris Paul, and Kawhi Leonard. You don't have a shot at any one of those guys. Oh, so. Brad Beal. I mean, come Brad, on. Uh, you got Brad Beal. You don't think the Celtics but, can get one of those guys? Well, Brad Beal, Bradley Beal, Rich, you brought up a good point because a buddy of mine was texting me the same kind of the same thing. I don't think Bradley Beal fits with this team. I don't think Bradley Beal fits with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I really don't. I just think the way he plays, he's a ball ball uh, dominant, you know, shooting guard. He can play the point. I just don't think he fits with this team. Honest, honest to God. I, if you sell out to get a, a Bradley Beal type, you're going to have to pay him a Kemba deal. And it's the same thing that you just ran through with fucking Gordon Hayward, Al Horford, all these guys that you're signing in your 29 to 31 year old, year old range, right? They're going to yeah. break down. Bradley Beal has an in, a, a big injury history. You know, he put it he put it together this year. He almost led the league in scoring, right? I think he lost on the last day or was that last year? I don't remember. But either way, like I love the player, but I'm sick and tired of the Celtics. We just had to dump a fucking terrible 30-year-old contract to Kemba Walker to get a 35-year-old Al Horford back to save $9 million. I'm tired of the Celtics doing that. I think if you're going to save, if you're going to clear money to get guys, you need to start looking at trades at that point. Not looking at that fucking free agent list you just gave me. Yeah, there's superstars on that list, but I'm not I'm not investing money in aging superstars anymore. And you How old do you think Bradley Beal is? He'll be 30 when his fucking contract's up. It doesn't matter. He's an injury prone player. And I'm out of Bradley Beal. All right, hold on. How old is Bradley Beal? He's 27 right now, so next year he'll be 28. Let me let me say close enough. Let me tell you. Let me give you a perspective of why Bradley Beal. Well, I have one answer for why Bradley Beal is the guy that you should go get and and, uh, identify. Jason Tatum, because Jason Tatum is 23. And he also babysat him. 
Exactly. So if that's what makes them happy, no problem. And the, 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 the from a basketball standpoint, here's what I'll say about Bradley Beal in his game. Um, I think this is thinking optimistically and not knowing the game intrinsically as I should, but I think Bradley Beal could become your James Harden on in, in terms of being your scoring point guard who has more ability to distribute than a Kemba Walker. If you look at Kemba Walker versus Kyrie Irving in this offense and what they did, Kemba Walker basically has no distribution skills, almost none. He also has almost no skills of shooting without the ball in his hand. Bradley Beal almost led the league in scoring by himself. That's not Kemba Walker. Honestly, he's a better scorer than Kyrie Irving. And he's a decent, he's a better basketball player all around than Kemba Walker. So you have those things that he could, that he could mold his game to. I don't know if that works with Jalen Brown or not, but I, that's where I would go. I'm glad I, I'm glad you mentioned that. Cause that's my point. Bradley Beal, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, uh, Jalen Brown's the the one guy that needs to mold his game. He needs to, he's the guy that needs to adjust his game the more to fit those guys. I don't think Bradley Beal's the guy that's going to do that. I don't think that Bradley Beal's going to be the guy, say Paul Pierce, that just kind of it's a buy-in team first guy. I'm going to interrupt think, you and disagree because I don't think you watch a lot of Wizards basketball. I listen to a lot of Wizards contract. No, he you're said, in the heart of Wizards. You said multiple times that I don't want to, you know, and this might be bullshit, but I don't want to leave the Wizards. I want to be here for a long time. He has, um, like, I'm sure he has the same aspirations as a lot of these It's NBA the same guys. thing I say about Ray's mom. I don't want to leave you. I've tried to divorce you. I don't want to leave you. Keep coming I back. Think, I, I think we I can think grow Bradley here. Bradley Beal wants to win. I think he wants to win. I really do. I really think Bradley Beal has that in him that he wants to win, and he's sick of being on shit teams or on shit players. So, whatever Ray's mom thinks about that, that's what I think about Bradley Beal. Thanks, Irene. Ray, thoughts? No, yeah, I take Bradley Beal. I mean, you need a superstar. You need a, in order to compete in the NBA now. You need a three-headed monster. Uh, get Bradley Beal. Put the two Js. That'd be a, I think a winning recipe. And I think you could get a lot of veterans coming here on that veteran minimum deals that they used to see with the Celtics when they were in their heyday. So, I'd go for it. All right. If you Thank have, uh, let me let me paint a picture. Or he has a gut. You see that gut? Yeah. He's you call him skinny. Well, he's got like a hourglass shape because he has no ass. And then his love handles pop out. Yeah. The um, what size do you uh, think that is? Large. <laughs> I don't know. He's not very tall. You guys are short. <laughs> Jason Tatum, Bradley Beal, Jalen Brown, put whoever else around him that can shoot and rebound and play defense. That's the modern NBA. I mean, yep. that's kind of what you have to do. And the greater point is, again, the modern NBA is make your superstars happy. Jason Tatum wants to play with his babysitter. Let him play with his fucking babysitter. And if that means Jalen Brown gets upset and you trade him for assets that bring something else, then that's the point you're at. That's the yeah. point you're at. But you could get stuff for Jalen Brown too. So it's of not course. like you get nothing. Yeah. Of course. But I don't think that Bill's right in that Jalen Brown is the guy to mold his to mold his game more. So. The bottle. <laughs> it's almost gone. Okay, good. Can I just give me a minute? Just let me talk through this for a second, Bill. It's, uh, it's, hold on. Before you go, it's this idiot's down below us or below me, just laughs and just makes me laugh and just throws me off my game. He's an idiot. He's a fucking You're idiot. stirring your fucking drink with your finger. Mm. Degenerate. Who's your mom's <laughs> with my tongue? 
Let's see here. Got Eight. that. 56 beat. Let me focus on not Bradley Beal in 2022. Let me focus on 2021 Boston Celtics, which I believe is important that they have a good season. And a good season means with Jason Tatum on that roster, with Jalen Brown on that roster, you should be finishing in the top. You should be finishing the top half of your division with just those two guys. I believe that, uh, especially if Brad Stevens can go and bolster this roster. Even if Smart's here, he's a good enough player that uh, mm. if you got, if you just kept your fucking head on straight this year and didn't go to, through two terrible, terrible uh, runs of awful basketball, you would have been the four or five seed. You wouldn't have caught the Nets in the second round. You'd probably still be playing basketball. So with that said... Do uh, these moves in this this offseason still keeping 2022 open for a superstar uh, max player, Bradley Beal, whoever? I think there's a couple things you do. I think you move smart. I think you try to move Tristan Thompson. I think you sign Evan Fournier for like a I one agree. year, $20 million deal, $22 million. Deal. 20 to 25, I think, is the range we, we've talked about before. I, you got to overpay to keep your guys because you can't sign anything comparable to him on the open market. Right. You have an 11 million. I, I know people are going to roll their eyes, but you have $11 million left in a trade exception that I think you should try <clears> and <throat> go do something with. And even if like, if the, if the fits right, if you got to give up a draft pick for like a good young up and coming player on a cheap deal, then go, then go do that too. The point is you have flexibility and I think you need to make enough moves to stay competitive this year. Do you have also, any other draft picks that like are not yours over the next couple of years? No, you got nothing. You're just Danny. Oh, so the tanks run dry. Hoarder, Hoarder Danny made all the picks. They're and this is what we got. This, this is, is it. Oh, Jesus Which Christ. I'm so right. glad he's gone. I'm just, hey, welcome to reality, Bill. I think you have to let uh, Peach Baskets, Romeo Lankford, and and Pritchard hold down a big part of your bench to see what you have. And again, Robert Williams is there. Uh, this Moses Brown fucking guy. Who? Those are those are the guys on your bench that I think you let play and you bring in and see if if you want to flip them, then you flip them, or maybe they become something. But the uh, Carson Edwards, Taco Fall, Tremont Waters, bye bye, bye bye. Um. You didn't say one. You didn't say one guy, and I really like to know your opinion on that. Semi Ojale, get the fuck out of here. Williams, get the fuck out of here. Okay, I was just making sure. I didn't know if you were like you were on the cups right there. Centers, you could get the the three and D specialist Semi Ojale. Yeah, I think I think Danny Ainge got this hard on for his fucking guys. That's what I call Ray's mom when I feel. Stupid. Stupid fucking. You know what? This has been the Sim of My Sports <laughs> Show. Fat Tuesday, Celtics offseason edition. Uh, Billy, Billy, Billy trash can, everybody. Good Wednesday. Bye. I'm so- <laughs> sorry. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. You ended the show. I hope you're fucking happy. I hope you're happy. I hope that third Hendrix really does well for you. I know. It's just so easy to make fun of Irene. I'm sorry. Sorry. Nine. The problem is everything I, have so I say. so much work to do tomorrow. Every, every time in a show, every, everything I say, Ray just starts laughing, and then I just got to feed into this idiot. Oh, you blame that on me. I didn't even laugh on that. Rich said three and D and you fucking...
said it. <laughs> just, just comes in my head. <laughs> I raise mom's head. Oh, got her. Stop it!